From COK Studios in Tamara Keith's Trundle Bed, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider how Hillary Clinton can bring the Democratic Party together in our Consider the Vote coverage. We'll also consider the life of boxing great Muhammad Ali with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. An African or European swallow. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Gorgeous LaForge's Couture Holodeck, the top store for all of your sci-fi drag queen clothing and accessories. Come in today for a sequined Jedi robe or a French leather corset from the Jean-Luc Picard collection. Gorgeous LaForge's Couture Holodeck. Set your phasers to stunning. And the James and Judy Morgan Foundation, committed to helping moms and dads whose feet were horribly mangled by stepping on Legos in their bare feet. Visit legofoot.org for more information. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last weekend, Hillary Clinton almost reached her magic number of 2,383 delegates with the vote tallies in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. It's now clear that she is the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party in the 2016 election. Bernie Sanders has said he will contest every last vote, including the District of Columbia, on June 14th. And he still continues to draw huge crowds of people who say they can't see themselves voting for Clinton. With Sanders all but mathematically eliminated, how can Clinton make his followers rally around her in the general election? Cordell Nutbrock, our senior political reporter, joins us now to help flesh out Clinton's strategy as part of our seemingly interminable Consider the Vote 2016 coverage. Hello, Cordell. Greetings, Connor and Dinah. What can Hillary do to get Sanders supporters to back her against Donald Trump in the general election? Well, she's trying a number of tactics, but it will be an uphill struggle to say the least. She can hope that, like she did for Barack Obama in 2008, Sanders will make an effort to get his supporters to join her campaign. Is that all? Because it seems like she'll need more than that. Oh, quite. She has tried telling people that there's not much difference between her and Sanders. She's also tried telling people that she really, really, really wants to be president. And she's tried hard to show people that she's the most qualified candidate, especially because she really, really, really wants to be president. I see. Hasn't she done about all she can do? There's one angle she hasn't tried, but it sounds like she may be going to try it soon. I was able to quickly chat with her about it after a campaign stop in California. Secretary Clinton, you've made such a strong effort to convince voters you're the most qualified and that you want the job more than the other candidates, including Senator Sanders and Donald Trump. Why isn't that message resonating more? (laughs) That's funny. I know people think I want to be president so bad that I'd give up my grandchild for it, but that simply isn't the case, Cordell. No, no. I'm just trying to make my case. Why would you think I want the job so much more than those other guys? That's just silly. But I'm just going off of what you said in the past. I was kidding. Look, would it be nice to be president? Sure. I think I'd do a tremendous job. But I'm really not even sure I want to do it that much. It kind of sounds boring, to be honest. What, What do you mean, sweetie? Quiet, Bill. So you don't want to be president, then? 
I could really take it or leave it at this point. Really? Yep. Couldn't care less. Oh, I get it. This is one of those reverse psychology things where you say you don't want something even though you do. I get it. Smart move, honey. Go wait in the car, Bill. Okay. So now Clinton has used every trick in her political arsenal short of taking hostages and demanding the presidency to secure their release. And frankly, I wouldn't put it past her. Thanks for the report, Cordell. You're welcome. That was senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock. For more Consider the Vote 2016 coverage, go to considerourknowledge.com. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Muhammad Ali, the man considered the greatest boxer of all time, died late last Friday at a hospital in Phoenix at age 74. Ali inspired millions by standing up for his principles during the volatile 1960s and by always entertaining, in the boxing ring and in front of the microphone. Joining us to reflect on Ali's life and career are the guys from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell, Rick Van Patten and Sus the Pontificator. Thanks for being here. You're welcome, Dinah. What up? You both covered Ali during your careers. What do you think he meant to boxing and to society? Ali was a real force of nature. He was not only the greatest boxer just based on his abilities, he was also an amazing promoter of himself and the sport. Obviously, Muhammad Ali was also a transformative figure in the world of civil rights, especially with regard to his refusal to take part in the Vietnam War, which he saw as a mistake. He was also an amazing sports yeller. Without a doubt, without the groundbreaking yelling of Muhammad Ali, we wouldn't be here yelling about sports today. Oh, really? Oh yeah, Ali was the first great sports yeller. He came up with such great phrases and ways to describe himself and his opponents, and he usually did it by yelling. I based most of my great rants on the work of Ali. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You can't hit what your eyes don't see. It's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. I've wrestled with alligators, I've tussled with a whale. I've done handcuffed lightning, and I throw thunder in jail. Rumble, rumble young man, man rumble. rumble! You both clearly know Ali's work well. Did you ever get to interview him? Actually, we did, when we were very first starting out as sports reporters. It was in the lead-up to the legendary Rumble in the Jungle against George Foreman in 1974. We actually brought a clip from that interview. We were just two kids working for KRAP Radio in Los Angeles. Oh, great. Let's hear the clip. This is Sports Chat. I'm Ricky Van Patten. And I'm Cecil Gordon. We're talking with Muhammad Ali, who is getting ready to fight George Foreman, who is the reigning heavyweight champion of the world. Mr. Ali, um, what will you do against the younger, bigger foreman? I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. That foreman has no chance against me. I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I'll ever get licked. Uh Um, Mr. Ali, do you think you can knock him out? Why are you so quiet? You're like a mouse squeaking about some cheese over there. Get some confidence, boy. Sorry, Mr. Ali. What about your friend here? He seems timid, too. Um, no, I, I just... I know I'm the greatest, but you two are in for a world of hurt if you can't put a sentence together. I, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. If they can make penicillin out of moldy bread, then they can surely make something out of you. Now, I'm going to show you both how to talk with confidence. You, skinny kid. Y yes You got to yell and make yourself heard. Don't be shy. Tell your friend here he doesn't know anything about the rumble in the jungle. R Ricky, you, you don't know anything about the rumble in the jungle. Louder! You don't know anything about the rumble in the jungle. Now you, tell your friend he's wrong. You're wrong, Cecil. I think Ollie will have trouble with the stronger foreman. Good. Now make some wild claims and prognostications. 
George Foreman might have a chance to knock Ali out. Are you stupid? Ali will be even more dominant than he has been before. Get in there, Ricky. That is just like you, Cecil, always needing to one-up me. Oh, shut up, Ricky. Oh, I love You Ali. know that Ali is going to pummel Foreman worse than he did Sonny. You Listen, mark my words, well Rick. Ali in five. Don't ever get up in my face when I'm pontificating. That's how you sports yell, boys. Argue, young man. Argue. Wow. Muhammad Ali taught you both how to yell about sports. That's pretty remarkable. It was the flashpoint of our careers, and we've been yelling ever since. Obviously. That was a great tribute. Thanks for coming by, guys. You're welcome. No problem. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil Gordon, a.k.a. Cecil the Pontificator, from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to considerourknowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Twitter for breaking news and our Consider the Vote 2016 coverage on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can also follow us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Cordell Nutbrock, our senior political reporter, joins us now to help flesh out Clinton's strategy as part of our seemingly interminable Consider the Boat 2016 coverage. Hello, Cordell. Hi! <laughs>